0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah! Show number 2,122 this week on Cars Yeah! We're celebrating the Quail, a motorsport gathering. It takes place Friday, August 19th at the Quail Lodge and Golf Club. To learn more about this iconic event, go to the Events.com. I hope to see you there. Be prepared to be inspired. Yay! Canada with a very special guest by the name of Raj Gupta. Raj, welcome to cars. Yeah, do you have Having gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Awesome, thanks, Mark. Looking forward to. It. Now, as I say that, I'm thinking. Wait a minute. We're going to be talking about EVs. There's no clutches in these cars, so maybe there's something else I should ask you. And before I give you an introduction, this is it. What's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Raj?
1: One little thing that they most people don't know, hmm, it's a good question. There's probably quite a few things, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I actually do enjoy uh creative writing, it has nothing to do with cars or batteries or anything like that, but I do like to, um, or when I used to have more time on my hands to do a bit of writing, <laughs>
0: yeah. Were you one of these um kids that did journaling? a little bit of journaling, and just coming up with stories.
1: I, I really, I think all my life I've had a fairly wild imagination, and, and writing was a good way of, uh, of expressing that. Work as well, you know, in, in technology, or in, in batteries, technology, and any of these subjects, having a, a wild imagination helps. <laughs> well,
0: you know, that's a great segue to your introduction because I was thinking that that we are moving into a, a bit of a renaissance here with electric vehicles, I believe. I think this is a major, major turning point when you think of the combustion engine for the last 100 plus years and what's really happening super fast right now. The future's here, it's happening, it's coming, whether we like it, don't like it, understand it, don't understand it, whatever. So to be a creative writer and having a wild imagination, kind of what is required when you're an entrepreneur in a new technology, right?
1: Oh, for for sure. You know, you have to be able to come up with new ideas that hopefully someone else is not thinking about but also executing on those ideas. That's
0: a—that's a, actually the harder part. No kidding. Yeah. Versus writing it down. <laughs> yeah. Versus
1: writing it down.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, that's very cool. The creative side, left brain, right brain. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Raj Dasgupta is the CEO at Electrovia. It's a company focused on new battery technology in the automotive space. They are a lithium-ion technology company dedicated to accelerating the energy transition with better and safer batteries for electric vehicles. Raj has worked in the lithium-ion battery space for over 10 years and today leads Electrovia in creating lithium-ion and solid-state battery solutions for all types of vehicles with a focus on safety, longevity, performance, and lower cost. Raj will also be speaking at Plugvolt Battery Seminar later this year. Maybe we'll learn a little bit about that. So we'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little love. Hang tight. We're moving into the future here. We'll be right back. Summer is here and that means long, hot days. Oh boy. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom tailored for your vehicle, and their according design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection, while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They are durable, they're dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles. Every time I park my car, my Covercraft sunscreen goes up in the window. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, Premiere Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for covercraft since 1965. And they make a really great gift as well. Get your summer deal today. Use the code YA21YEAH21 at covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your covercraft order. That's right. off. Use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found... American Collector's Insurance. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collector's Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance should something bad happen to your ride that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866 aci Yeah. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars. Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. So Raj, we are back. So let's talk about your journey into electrification and automobiles and battery. I want to go back a little bit first before we talk about what you're doing today. How did you get involved in this field? So, you know,
1: batteries has been in my life for uh, for a much longer time than I've worked at Electrovia. So I've worked at Electrovia for 13 years. You just... Keep going backwards. Uh, before that, I uh, completed a PhD in uh, electrochemistry, which is battery-related. I had started that at uh, MIT with a pretty well-known uh, um, gentleman in uh, in this field named Donald Sadaway who's a wonderful man and someone you should get on your show because he's also a car guy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Donald Sadaway uh, is is a big name in, in the battery space. Then I uh, moved to the University of Cambridge in England where I completed my PhD uh, with another uh, great electrochemist, uh, Dr. Uh, Professor Derek Frey, who's not a car guy but no. was a battery guy. Okay. So... All along then, I've been very, very interested in lithium-ion batteries. Then I joined Electrovia, which was a company my father and uh, a gentleman named uh, Jim Jacobs founded a long time back. Together, those guys have always been keen to, uh, to electrify wheels. So I remember being 10 years old in their company. Back then, was making ceramics. And, uh, they had an electric little go-kart inside the building, and, which they had put a battery in. It was something fantastic. Then my mom actually worked with, uh, some local enthusiasts up in Toronto. I think this was uh, what? In the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And they converted, uh, one of our old favorite cars, which was a Suzuki Samurai, 1988 Suzuki Samurai into uh, being an electric vehicle. So that was that was pretty I was actually very very early into having an electric vehicle in 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 the house. So
0: you think about now and today in electric vehicles they they're coming on fast and I want to talk a little bit about Electrovia and your involvement and first question I have for you is what it's like building and getting being involved in some of these first electric vehicles. You mentioned being there for 13 years and having been in electric go-kart way back when with your dad. But how are you seeing the industry right now? Because it is coming on so quickly that it's, it's almost moving too fast in some respects. What's your perspective?
1: Oh, it, it's fantastic. You know, I, every day I, I read articles and more and more people are adopt This is becoming so mainstream now. It's so exciting to see. But when, when I joined the company 13 years ago, it was not mainstream. Was something that people were dreaming of, and it's come on, it's coming on so fast. But looking back, uh, we had uh, some of the early pioneering work done with uh, with Chrysler. We'd done, uh, we built uh, a plug-in hybrid battery system for them. So these vehicles didn't end up going into production, but two two hundred or so were made in 2010 chrysler had made it in partnership with the department of energy and us they decided to make two plug-in hybrid models one was the dodge ram we'd made i think what 140 dodge ram plug-in hybrid vehicles and then another uh 60 or 80 of the minivan oh wow and that was all the way back then that was all the way back then uh Unfortunately, they didn't go into production then. Now it's a different story. I'm sure (laughs) those types of vehicles are 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 moving forward. So we had worked with them. We'd also done a full electric car with Tata Motors, which was initially launched in Norway. Uh, Again, this was, I would say, before the market, you know, the product before the market evolved. Again, today is a different story, but this is 2009, 2010. So Tata Motors, we'd done some work. Uh, even with uh, ExxonMobil, of all companies, we had, uh, worked with them on a, um, low-speed vehicle car sharing program at the Science Center in Baltimore. So we had about 10, 15 electric small cars that we had, uh, we had built for them. So Electrovide's history in, in the EV space, you know, is, is significant. Most of it has been sort of before the market came up. So sort of unfortunate in that sense, but we're still here, uh, and we're, uh, still involved heavily. So if you, if you look, uh, in 2015 to 2017 or so, we were supplying Daimler's, uh, electric smart cars. Our German subsidiary was uh, supplying them uh with some very exciting technology, including some some firsts, like we were we were using a uh a unique uh some unique technologies there, like a full ceramic separator membrane, which even today isn't used uh in in the E V space really. Gives giving it gives these uh these batteries much higher safety performance.
0: You touch on an important thing there and I wanted to ask you about this because just there's I mean we could talk for hours about what's going on but the the importance of the life cycle or the the, and the increased safety standards in the current car market these seem to be really key factors and if you think back to when the horse was and buggy were kind of going away people were scared of this vehicle combustion engine having this you know they didn't use gasoline back then but eventually they did and this explosive device and it wouldn't it blow up and cause all these problems Uh, in the current market of electric vehicles, the life cycle of a battery seems to be really important. And of course, safety standards within uh, battery use and so forth. How are you guys approaching that? Or what are your thoughts on that?
1: So we specialize in making extremely long cycle life lithium ion batteries. So if you took one of our batteries and put it in your car, your car would get several million miles of life before the battery Million? Comped out! Wow. Yeah, you know, over, over a million, like several million. Because, you know, I drive an electric vehicle to work every day, uh, which is a BMW i3, which is a cool little car. Um, but I'll do one cycle on that battery in a week. Okay, right? yeah. Which is about one hour of driving a day. It's pretty typical. In fact, it's probably above average. It's a one cycle a week, which means I'll do... Uh, let's say, 50 cycles a year, right? So, and if you want that car to last 10 years, you need it to do 500. If you want it to do 20 years, a 1,000 cycles. That's what that battery needs to do. The batteries that Electrovia makes, the cells will go for about 10,000 cycles before they reach the end of life. So, 10,000 cycles, that would be what... Uh, Way, way, way longer than, the, than that vehicle's going to last, right? Well, yeah. Way, way, way. Yeah. So in terms of an application, yes, we can put it in an electric vehicle, and yes, that battery's going to last forever. That said, uh, we wanted to find applications where uh, the vehicles would run harder than a typical passenger electric vehicle. And we looked around and actually... The application that uh, runs the hardest is one that you don't see day to day, and that's inside warehouses. So the electric forklifts, which will have similar size batteries to your typical electric vehicle, they will run 24 hours a day. They'll run three shifts. They never stop. If you go to your standard Walmart distribution center or someone like that, these vehicles are non stop running. And so they actually need batteries that can cycle 10,000 cycles because they will find a way to run it that hard. So that technology is a very, very good fit for these sort of I would say heavy-duty applications. Even even a taxi, for instance, would be a good good fit.
0: And how about the trucking industry, too? I think about these big trucks out on the roadways. I know Tesla's got their big semi-truck that they're producing now, I believe. But I I think about those. Those things are on the road all the time compared to your and my vehicle, which basically takes us somewhere and then sits most of the day, right?
1: Exactly. Trucking. So if I had to rank the the heaviest uh, usage, number one would be forklifts and let's say robots, because so they're also you know oh,
0: okay, yeah. running around.
1: number two is it would be trucks and buses.
0: Mm, that's right, yeah,'
1: they're about similar usage. So um, yeah, those are the applications that Electrovia wants to apply uh, is uh, is focused on for for this technology And this, and this technology we refer to as an infinity battery technology because it lasts essentially for. So. Forever, so it's a, it's a very interesting technology. It's it's not meant to be, you know. It's it's slightly more expensive to produce than typical than more standardized lithium-ion batteries, which is why we're not so focused on the passenger electric vehicle space. But uh, it, it has lots of lots of cool applications for it.
0: How do you see the auto industry changing? currently in its relationship to the battery industry because the battery industry has been around as you said your family's company's been around for a long time but batteries have been around since the beginning of well the first cars were electric cars a lot of people don't realize that you think about uh porsche's first design car was electric vehicle but how do you see this relationship shifting and adjusting right now with battery industry and automotive industry because they're merging at a very fast pace
1: so the the battery industry, is both of them are, are moving very, very quickly, and I think you're going to see new models come up, which are going to disrupt things, right? So, on the battery space, lithium-ion technology has evolved quite, you know, batteries typically evolve slowly, right? So, lead-acid batteries, invented more than 100 years ago, still being used, and still a big industry, right? So it evolved very slowly. Lithium-ion batteries, which came out in, in the 1990s, uh, have been evolving rapidly. There's thousands of very smart individuals around the world working very hard to improve uh, lithium-ion batteries, uh, working on the chemistry, working on next generation things like we are as well. And so that technology is moving quite quickly. And as that advances, it continues to disrupt the applications. So I'll give you an example. We have our uh, we have a division of Electrovaya, which we call Electrovaya Labs, which is is just a a big lab. There, we're working on our next gen lithium ion technology, which would be what uh, people generally refer to as solid state batteries. So. so that could be a, a game changer. I mean, it could be much higher energy density, you know, up almost twice the energy density of your standard lithium-ion cells. Twice. So wow. On a on a volumetric basis, so yeah, it's about twice. Even yeah. So it opens up new new applications potentially. So you could you could make a very high performance lightweight electric vehicle. There's already high performance electric vehicles. All of them are high performance. Sure. The weight has been, you know, a question mark. So suddenly you could reduce the weight quite substantially or increase the range even further. Uh, or you could even electrify things that you hadn't considered that were possible, right? Like, let's say an electric airplane. Uh, or boats. Or, or, or boats or super, very long distance trucking. You know, it, it, it's, um, it could be another, another, um, Big step forward.
0: Well, and I think of another one is trains. You think about how much cargo is moved around this country alone, much less other countries, and people on trains. Which do they even make electric? I mean, they make electric streetcars, but I'm talking about long-range hauling trains that are typically. Oh yeah,
1: that's that's a good point. Good point. Um, yeah, trains would be a, a potential an, another one. Yeah. I don't do you see, see
0: do you see these solid-state batteries? It sounds like to me they're going to, excuse the pun, accelerate this transition in the electric car market probably much faster than what we've seen with lithium-ion or other battery-type uh, power plants for automobiles. It, this seems like what the future is, coming down pretty quick, right? It's coming down
1: pretty quick. There are a lot of companies, including ourselves, who are working on it. However, to date, no one has commercialized it, let's put it that way. And electric vehicles with more conventional chemistries are already uh, being deployed rapidly, right? So your Tesla or whatever electric vehicle out there is already pretty good. And I don't see the conventional technology being a limiting factor per se. But you always want something better, right? So, always. Uh, solid state would be, would be a little better.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to take a short break. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about the challenges, of, as if there aren't a lot of challenges in any industry, but this industry with the rapid pace of the technology. But sit tight, and we'll thank our sponsors here, and we'll be right back. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic, and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang deep gloss paint sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang, a deep gloss paint sealant, is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy, slick finish that, well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang, a deep gloss paint sealant, is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. And be sure to use the code cars, yeah when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. We all count on skilled auto technicians to ensure that our families and ourselves are safe on the road. That an airplane will get me safely to my destination. That trucks are moving the stock to shelves of essential parts and things that we need. That's why TechForce Foundation's slogan is so appropriate. When techs rock, America rolls. I love that. TechForce is a charity of cars, yeah. And like all charities... They need our support. If you love cars and can relate to the young person's desire to turn their passion into a career, go to techforce.org today and donate or become a volunteer. That's techforce.org. Let's talk about challenges because we, we talked about some of the advantages of solid state batteries, lithium-ion batteries. But what are some of the challenges, disadvantages that are part of this accelerated development of uh Let's say sol- solid-state batteries.
1: So with with solid-state batteries, a lot of groups, uh, research groups, companies, et cetera, have made solid-state batteries work, but in the lab, right? One, and and they can make it in the lab and show that it gets good results. But these are generally very small cells that have, and they're making the uh, the, the electrolyte or the separator. In a way that, whilst works, can't be mass-produced easily. And so, the the big challenge in this particular space, I would say, is on more is a yes on the science itself, but also a big part of the challenge is how to make it, how to make it in scale, and how to make it uh, cost-effective, cost-effectively. Such that it can be a displacing technology to more, more conventional methods. So that's the big challenge. Being a lithium ion battery manufacturer already, we went the route of keeping the manufacturing process front and center for our approach to the, to the technology. Um, And I think that, that comes with a, came with, uh, you know, the gray hairs (laughs) <laughs> I don't have too many, but the gray hairs of the company uh, company's history uh, is beneficial there.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, gray hair, I'll take any hair, any color. Uh, I don't have much of any left on my head, but uh gray's fine with me. If I could just have a, a little bit more, but I understand what you're saying. When we look at, or I should say when you look at your bucket list and we look out into the future, and it's dangerous, of course, to look too far out, but let's just say in the next three to five years... Where do you see the electric vehicle market around the world? What would you like to see it as?
1: Uh, Well, I would like to see, and I I think it's the, to be honest, I think it's going that way anyway. I'd like to see much higher adoption. I'd like to see different, differentiation in, in this market though. You know, one of the exciting things about cars is that they're different. You know, the, um, your Porsche engine sounds different than your, than your BMW engine, and, and mm-hmm. they have different personalities. I think the, uh, that I'd like to see that happen with electric vehicles to some degree and with respect to the batteries that they use. You know, Maybe this car is going to have a battery that's uh, a solid-state battery and it's going to be super light and super high performance, and then this other battery is going to be low-cost, does the job kind of thing i i think I think I'd like to see some of that happening, and I think that will be the direction the industry ultimately goes in because there has to be differentiation between expensive cars and cheap cars right I'd like to see Electrovia come back into the passenger e v space because that's where we you know that's where our heart lies, and we we want to do that through our solid state batteries so I I think our Infinity battery line has that beautiful niche of being that super long cycle life, high safety, fits that commercial heavy-duty segment perfectly. But for us as a company to come in back into the passenger EV space, you need something game-changing. And Mark, I don't know if you know, but this this industry is super competitive uh, <laughs> yes. with respect to costs. and It's hard. It's a hard business to be in.
0: Yeah, I've had a lot of people from your industry on the show, especially in the last year, year and a half. And that's where I just seeing more, I'm experiencing more and more people like you. Um, and thank goodness we have folks like you and the, the teams around you that have the brain power to create this stuff. Because for much of us, it's this magical sauce. You know, it's kind of like plugging something into the wall and this, this power just magically comes out of the wall and nobody thinks about where it originates, where it comes from, who developed it. And you go back to the first electrification of the first homes and cities and how magical that must have been for people to just go How how is this happening but it's exciting and i'm glad we have people like you around and it's a nice little segue into your personal passion for cars raj i know you love cars so has there been a special vehicle in your life that really stands out if so what is it and share a story about that ride
1: so i love cars uh, i've always loved cars i spent a good deal of my uh chilling out time listening to folks like yourselves and other uh, other bloggers and video bloggers about cars. So it's just something I am passionate about. With regards to a story about a car, it wouldn't be one, a car that I loved very much, but it, was, it is a funny electric vehicle story. Okay. So I I was uh, one of the uh, probably first buyers of the first generation Nissan Leaf.
0: Oh, yes. I don't know if you
1: remember that. Car, I do.
0: But, yeah.
1: So I was a 2011 or uh model year I think and that car did not have a correct size battery especially for Canadian winters i think it was about 20 kilowatt hours give or take and the chemistry wasn't I, this is early days for electric vehicles right? oh, yeah. so yeah. i think this was the first mass produced electric electric vehicle available so and I think it was one year in in Ontario. We had something uh, that you probably missed out out west, but we had the polar vortex.
0: Oh yes, I remember and that. Yeah, it got very cold. It got very
1: cold, and I was uh, driving that car to work every day. Not a huge commute, but that winter, if I ran the air the heater in the car, I wouldn't be able to get
0: home. Oh wow! So, Hard to do in a polar vortex and <laughs> not run the heater. So- <laughs>
1: so i couldn't run the heater so i would end up uh because that heater heaters now in electric cars are better they usually have heat pumps or something but this was a very inefficient heater and it would just drain the battery so uh i used to wear a full canada goose parka (laughs) and um and you're you know how you have the ice scraper to scrape the outside of your windows on a cold day well well, I was driving the car with one hand and uh, at the other the inside hand, I had the windshield. <laughs> I, exactly, I had the ice scraper scraping off the uh, ice forming from my from my condensation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, a, it was definitely an experience. I think uh, not a not a great car. it was a it was, a, it was a good car, but it was a, the it was An early adopter's uh, electric vehicle. Put it put it that way.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I, my first electric vehicle I ever drove was the Volt uh, when they did a big launch here in the United States. In fact, the company I was with, they did a nationwide launch. They went to, I think, a dozen different cities and they came to our facility first, which was really cool. We were the first ones to get to have them there and got to go out and drive them. And it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of one of those experiences where you go, well, this is like, where's the sound? I mean, I'm a car guy. I'm used to noises and stuff and and I thought, and this was probably, gosh, when did those come out? Fifteen years ago, maybe, maybe longer. It was a while. Yeah, it was but, about uh, the
1: same, about the same time as the Leaf. I think those yeah. two came in first. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I'm going to be your car psychologist here. Something probably nobody's ever attempted with you, Rosh, At least I hope not. I'm going to crawl into your skull and ask you to answer this question: If you were reincarnated, a pun intended, as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself, your technology, the way you think. What would you be, but more importantly, why? Hmm.
1: Well, the yeah. Hmm.
0: That's a very interesting
1: question. <laughs> what would I want it's what would I actually be? Yeah, not what would you it? not what you I want to be.
0: The, yeah, not what you want to be. It's it's you, the guy. What's in your head? Hmm.
1: Well what I'd want to be would be an electric Jaguar E-type.
0: Well, why not? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> But what would I actually be would probably be something more reliable. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch.
0: You know, know. Poor, poor Jaguar, still suffering from that, you know, Lucas Electronics and all of that type of stuff. But I'll tell you, I was at the Quail event back before COVID, and they had an electric Jaguar XKE. And the XKE is the car that started it for me, that drove my passion. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, what, what's Raj here? reliable what kind of vehicle would be a reliable yeah. got to be EV i mean you Well you're, you know maybe maybe the the Jaguar electric
1: the electric cars are going to be more are more reliable nothing nothing happens so maybe that is but E-Pace
0: cars. or I'd say I'd I'd like to be a electric e, uh E-Type okay Okay, I can of that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's okay. I can live with that. Even though you you know you kind of broke the rule here. That's what you want to be, but <laughs> but here's here's why I'm going to let you get away with that, Raj. Because you are innovative. You're obviously a very smart man. Creating things that you're taking this old school, but bringing it future into the future. So yeah, I mean I, I've gotten on board more and more with companies that are taking these old classics in what I call outlaw cars. You think about. Singers, Porsche, of course, reimagined Porsche. Um, even you have uh, Emory building 356 cars. Uh, my old friend, who uh, used to be part of uh, Electromechanica, which is uh, building old Porsche 356s, but they were going to put electric vehicle or electric power plants in them, is taking these old cars, but making them new again with electricity. So, okay, I'll let you get away with that. All right? Yep. <laughs>
1: i think that, i honestly i think that's that's something i'm I'm wanting to do too it, it's the old cars that you know mention your son's and I in industrial design the design of those is just just yep. unbelievable uh, yeah. on, on the outside at least on the
0: inside and I think the engine <laughs> not so much <laughs> the,
1: in the the electrification of these things these, it makes it makes you probably uh, it would enable you to enjoy the vehicle more if you could drive it more.
0: Right. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I'll let you dodge that one a little bit. But I like it. I like it. How about a great book that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, a great book. There's so many. I um know.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe something recent you read. It doesn't have to be business-related. doesn't have to be EV-related. It could just be something fun.
1: You know, one that I've read a few times and... uh it's it's uh it has, you know, some relationship with old cars. Is, uh Zen and The Art of Motorcycle Maintenance.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've always enjoyed that book. My son gave me that book and when I first started reading it, I had to read the first chapter over and over again. I'm like, what is going on here? This isn't what I thought. Yeah. Hey. Very much philosophical read. Not what I expected, but it's a great book.
1: It's not what it the first time I read it, yeah. I I think I read the first uh couple chapters multiple times
0: yeah 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 i almost quit i like this i don't like this what what is going on i even called him my son is very well read loves to read and i said what is going on with this He goes, dad just give it give it some time that was a it's a robert persig book and uh not what you think it is based on the title i think he tried to trick us all a little bit with that one
1: (laughs) He, he did <laughs> Great book. But it is a good book. It Great good book. book.
0: Yeah, nice reference there. i, I don't expect something like that from you. I love it. So I'm gonna enable you to go on what I call the ultimate drive today. This is a fun concept. I'm gonna buy you any car in the world and I'm gonna expand this thought process for you, Raj. It's even a car that you could create if you had unlimited budgets. Might me maybe we go back to that E type. Electrified. You can be with anybody, including somebody who's deceased, and you can be driving anywhere in the world. So, what does it look like this ultimate drive for you?
1: Ultimate drive. Um, Let me give that a little bit of thought. (laughs) It's it's
0: hard when there's no limits. It's like having a a budget to build a home, but you have unlimited funds. Makes it almost that paradox of choice. Makes it almost impossible to make a decision on anything.
1: So who would it be with? Uh, I would pick my old uh, my old godfather, godfather, who who's passed. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: He was a car guy. He actually had a DB4. Oh my gosh! Aston Martin DB4. Nice. And uh, unfortunately, we rarely got to go out in it because it was, there was there's always something wrong with it. At one <laughs> point, he was saying we should electrify this car. Yes. <laughs> it would definitely be a drive with him. Uh, and he was from England, so I, I would say somewhere in England we'd be driving around. And I'd love to see it with that particular car, uh, which I, I don't know who has it now, but it would be that particular car, which was a rust-colored DV4 with an electrovias solid-state battery. There you go. And a fast motor. That's what I'd like. Loved.
0: Well, there's some wonderful roads up north of England, Ireland, Scotland. I mean, some beautiful, beautiful roads up there that would be pretty cool. Um, And to do it in a classic looking car like that, but something that was more powerful and maybe a little more reliable probably uh, i don't want to poke too much fun at the british cars because i love them but uh that sounds like a nice drive what well, you've taken us on an incredible ride today raj you're you're working on the future here for us and i can't thank you enough for spending some time with me today i'd love for you to come back sometime but before then could you share some words of inspiration a mantra a success quote with our listeners today
1: so you know this is 2022 there's a lot of uh difficult things happening right now in the world uh but uh you know i'm I'm an optimist i I'm so excited to see that uh, that uh, cars are getting cleaner, electrification's happening. we have the technologies that are um, going to be mitigating climate change i I have two very young kids and uh, uh I think they're, they're going to appreciate the efforts and, uh, that our generation is now waking up to. So that's, that's what I keep telling myself, to you know, keep, keep, keep myself positive that we're, we're, we're ultimately going in the right direction. This is a, a long, long run, and sometimes there's some steps backwards. Right, right now there's quite a few. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we we as a society, I think, are becoming more enlightened, hopefully, and um, and the technology will be there. Uh, we, We have to develop and implement the technologies to make the world a better place.
0: Yeah, sometimes uh, life is like a game of chess. You got to move back a few spots. Sometimes you got to lose a few things to get forward. But uh, we're in an interesting time, definitely a renaissance. How can people learn more about your company?
1: I guess listening to your podcast would be <laughs> one start. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, you know they can always reach out to us. Where where um, Jason Roy and I myself, we, we generally make ourselves available to speak with people. We're we're getting the Electrovia name out there a bit more. Uh, I've I've actually only been the CEO for about uh, what, six
0: weeks or so. So a new role for We're you. We're making some congratulations. Games. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. You're welcome. Electrovia, that's E L E C T R O V A Y A. electrovia.com. I'll put a link on Raj's show notes page. Check them out. They're moving us all into the future. And you mentioned Jason Roy. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to Jason for introducing me to you, Raj. Nice job, Jason. Raj, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and giving us a peek into the future, which is very cool. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. This was fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun.